When you think of Denzel disappearing into roles, when you think of Regina King mm, disappearing King. into these roles, like it can't be easy. Nope. And nope. so this radical self-care like makes yeah. a whole lot of sense. <laughs> uh, uh, how do you say uh, this is the uh, second part? Um, <laughs> this is the second part of uh, <laughs> the radical geeks. I am Angelique Crochet. I'm just Karma. I'm, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, I have uh, spent um, uh, too much time <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> Uh, much, w- much like, much like our guests. Who, was, yes, yeah. who went there to sing and left an assassin. Anyway, um, but this part, this part of the podcast, or the second part of the podcast, I should say, was very interesting because we all we got to talk about radical self care, which we found out I don't know how to do. So, <laughs> baby steps, Karama. Yes, I am. I am learning. Um, but it was we talked about some really deep stuff and got kind of heavy so just heads up we do talk about like uh, grieving grieving uh, and taking care of parents but I think there's also this idea that you did talk about um this concept of community yeah uh, and the concept of what it really means to kind of talk about why we work so much why we work so hard uh and really get a perspective from Rachel about what kind of drives her um in her work yeah and and lady was still with us. The, the her her lovely Once, lovely pup. Twice. Oh boy. Three times. I thought I could get out of the lady. intro without a pun. I guess not. <laughs> so just listen to this episode and let us know what you think. Thank you. No, I was gonna say, <laughs> Don't like, we all? Yeah. Literally. And yes, you had you've you've mentioned. Um, Radical self-care. Yes. And I would like to know yes. what this means. What is it? I do not know what this word means. Uh, I can vouch for the fact that she does not. She does not. She works. <laughs> do you sleep? Do you sleep? Chuck, does Karima sleep? <laughs> okay. Don't bring him into that it. That would be a no. Wow. I'm, I'm learning how to sleep. But here's the thing. This is, again, island. And I also, uh, um, my father was like, I'll put you this way. My father graduated from Harvard class of 1960. Wow. Just give you an idea of yeah. a, a black man from down South graduating. There was like eight of them. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just learned something new. Respect. So the concept of taking a break. Yeah. Like was very much, you'll sleep when you're dead. Like yeah. you're not gonna, you, it, when mean, everybody true. else takes a break, <laughs> when everybody else takes a day yeah. off, you work. So we and and like this is a man who wore a suit to to Disney Disney World in case he had work to do like so I was but raised are there by that pictures there, there, <laughs> yes actually or there it are. didn't happen <laughs> I mean I, I hear you saying that he wore a suit to Disney World <laughs> but unless there's pictures there are I pictures just, uh, you know, but, and yeah. it's also my mother not being from this country it's just a yeah. lot of you know, you got to work because this is what it is. And yeah. if you're going to be, I feel like you have to be 10 times as better as the next person. Yeah. That whole thing was very drilled into me. So even yeah. when I've 
relax. Like I have a day off and it's like, I'm just going to sit here. I am like, Oh my God, I should be doing something. Yeah. This no, is terrible. I try, no, I can vouch for this. I have tried to get her to go out and do fun things <laughs> on her day off. But and the, yeah, the guilt is, but just, I'm, I'm getting it's better. It's, it's baby steps. It's now it's like, I'm going to take an hour. I'm yeah. going to take two hours. Usually though, what happens is like, um, I'll just sleep because <laughs> yeah. my body's like, she's taking a break. Take her down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you said that, you know, your, your body takes stock of that, you know? Well, yeah. And also I'm a stroke survivor. So there's all that, that's my oh, limit. Bless you. So my yeah. limit is like, Oh, right. We don't want to die. Let's try this again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's figure out how to do this. So I do have a limit, but I have to dial that limit back. My, my boyfriend's always saying like, you're human. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. a hero in my book. Aww. Aww. Thank you. But I yeah, mean, it's, it. it's one of those things though that, yeah, when I saw you write that, I'm like, I have to figure out how to do that because I mean, yes, we can all do it when we're hospitalized because there's nothing else to do. Oh, yeah, there's nothing else to do. But I, I think <laughs> well, you don't want to get to that point. Part of it has to be because I grew up in the South with very similar, like the very some both of my parents, you know, my dad was the only one who graduated from college uh, of his siblings. You know, my mom went uh, because her father got off the plantation and forced his kids to at least start college. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us, particularly women of color, have been taught that if we're not 10 times better, which because in practice we are a lot of times paid less or given less opportunities um, because of what has been acknowledged as the status quo, that if we're not sprinting all the time, then we aren't setting up a base. I am being upstaged by a lady right now. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, but there's... And, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's a deconditioning mm. that we have to do, not, not, not detangling. Um, <laughs> whole different conversation. Whole, what, well, radical self-care <laughs> might involve a detangler. Yeah. I don't know. Is, is, that, yeah. is that something you teach? Do you teach, like, not detangling? But, oh, <laughs> but I was like, oh, I should really pick that up. Hmm. I mean, De your hair does always look mad fly. De <laughs> decompressing? De you know. Uh, I, yeah, I do, I do conflict management with mm. startups and you know it's interesting there there's a lot of language out there now about entrepreneurial self-care and it's interesting as an artist it's like yeah the, the artists were there before you know it turned into it's like that looks very similar to the artist life you yeah. know and because yeah. it is and that's why I can walk into startups and they're like how do you know all this and it's like well artists have been doing this for way longer yeah, and not yeah. be getting help for it yeah the freelance um, life is very yeah, like I've been freelance for a exactly, very long time yeah, so it's so funny when you hear all these terms and you're like yeah I'm just like it's called freelance yeah. I'm sorry, you mean stress yeah. because money is inconsistent and ebb and yep. flows and yep. people cancel things without yep. you having contractual obligations? Mm -hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> you don't say. I hate being left out of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't mind you calling me to cancel 48 hours before. Oh. Um, yeah. So... Right. Two, two words, net 60. Anyway, I think the answer, you know, the, answer, the short answer to that is, is do upon receipt. <laughs> you end up saying no a lot more and you reach a point of peace with it. You end up saying, no, actually I, I can't do that, but I can help you. I can lead you in the right direction as someone who can, or isn't it, it feels good. Oh, it feels like excellent. After you did that, it's I, a, the first phase feels bad though. Cause you start, you, you'll get guilty. You out, People right? pull out their bag of tricks. Cause you, well, the well, tactics, you also the, personally feel guilty. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now I'm just getting anxiety thinking about it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm telling you right now, about three weeks ago, I remember picking up the phone, calling my boyfriend and being like, I said no to like two things today. Because I just, I, I just didn't want to do them. <laughs> and uh, they were going to stress me out. Yep. And then I was going to be in a bad place. Yeah. And he's like, how do you feel about that? And I'm like, strangely okay about it. Pretty nice. Two weeks later, I was freaking out because I had nothing to do, but I was just <laughs> like, yeah, good. So how did you get, like, how did you get to this point? Because as a person who loves to challenge themselves, you know, I think there's a thin line between seeing something as a challenge versus looking at it and going, I am really too old to have to take this thing because I think that if I don't, the world's going to end. Right, right. You get to know yourself better, you know, and, and it's, it's a process. It's, it's not a static, you know, thing. It, it ebbs and flows, but the more you get to know yourself, you start to realize what's really important in your life. And usually that involves the people you love. And once you actually put that in priority, it's amazing how opportunities can kind of shift and with your tribe, you know, and it doesn't become so much having to feel desperate that you have to con continually complete someone else's story because then you can really start contributing to your own. And that's pretty, that's the kind of autonomy, healthy autonomy I try to pass on to my students when I, when I think of like, you know, like K through 12 youngers, right. you know, to be able to go, you know, whatever job, if you're going to job, if you're going to another level of education, being able to actually co-create your own curriculum for your life, you know, and schedule yourself and, and know yourself and, and take care of yourself. It's hard to do. I'm not saying that I'm a master of it uh, hardly, but it's something I strive for. I, I meditate every day, for example, I do yoga every day and, and I have to, I absolutely have to, because I have no idea when I'm going to be tasked with taking on a role that might trigger me personally. Mm -hmm. You know, I've taken roles at times in my lives where looking back, like where I look back, I'm like, I should have taken, shouldn't have taken that role back then. I wasn't mature. I wasn't mature enough to handle mm. what it was going to trigger in me. Mm. And there wasn't a support system in place mm. to help me through that. You know, when the show closes, people think you just snap back and you're just, no. and it's like, no, if you're a proper actor, you're going there. You're going to decompress. You're telling that truth. Well, that, so, that you know. happened, uh, cloak and dagger. So if anybody's watching Marvel's cloak and dagger, um, there was a scene where the mom shot, Spoiler alert! Uh, the mom <laughs> shot one of the one of the baddies. Basically, is a person, a cop, mm -hmm. who uh, shot her son uh, and had her other son on the run. Mm -hmm. uh, and we we were I was talking to the actress, and she was really talking about how that scene, in and of itself, changed her. Yep. Gloria Rubin. Gloria Rubin. Yeah. Literally Fantastic was like actress. she's. I mean, oh. she's. What goddess? Oh, oh my oh. goodness! Have you seen her Tina Turner tour pictures? Oh my pictures? goodness! Ah. Uh, Everything. She's just—I'm sorry. Look, she's I a knew she was badass when she when she left a show because oh hi yeah I'm gonna go sing with Tina Turner. Yeah. She, she is she is a legend. Um, <laughs> but she was we we had a discussion and and it was on one of it's public you can go listen to the interview but yeah. she had just finished um, shooting. 
part of that scene mm. when she sat down with me. So it was fresh, like literally wow. fresh on her mind where she was putting herself into this mental space of a black mother mm. who was facing her son's killer and was making the decision whether or not he was going to live or, or die. die. Yep. And she had full control over it. Right. Because of the circumstances of the show, no more spoiler alert. You should just go watch Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. It's great. <laughs> um, but Gloria Rubin just like, it gave me another perspective, particularly talking to her. Cause I've, I've talked to a number of writers and producers and actors, but like hearing her talk about how she was going to forever be changed by that scene. Yeah. And that being an ex like experience, like she's what fifties. Mate, God knows. She, I don't know. She doesn't age. She's a time lord. I don't know. She's yeah. she's like Angela. I don't know. I don't know if age means anything yeah, to those was, women. No. Um, but it. I had so much respect for her. But also, it just gives you another perspective, particularly as you're talking about how you approach roles yeah. and the science of it, and mm -hmm. like really talking down to the art. It it makes you wonder when you think of Kit Harrington having to go to emotional rehab. When you think of Keanu Reeves taking a step back. When you think of Jim Carrey taking. A step back when you think of all of these actors who have played these really tom hanks oh man like the, wow. mr rogers is about to be some other yeah. right yeah. when you have to place yourself <laughs> in roles like that um played lincoln right when you disappear into yeah, those yeah, yeah. roles. And I'm seeing it. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. When you I disappear mean, yeah. into these he roles. He disappears into everyone's foot. Yeah. Yeah. foot. What? I like mean, but, he, also, uh, but also think about <laughs> it. Lee Pace. Does anybody, I know what Lee Pace looks like, but think. It's very few people do because he but stays very under. Few people know, very few people know what Doug Jones looks like. Yeah. Like, and so when you think of these, these really hard and fast roles. When you think of Denzel disappearing into roles, when you think of Regina King mm, disappearing King. into these roles, like it can't be easy. Nope. And nope. so this radical self-care like makes yeah. a whole lot of sense. Lady, are you agreeing with me? She needs to take more self-care. She's self -care. getting radical self-care. Are you kidding she me? Uh, so we're lady, all petting her right so, now. Um, lady is getting petted by both Rachel and Karima <laughs> <laughs> as I sit here. She's like, I love this. In my one rare <laughs> serious it. moment during this show. So we and we were we got into this radical self-care and I forgot to go into what you were doing next. Oh yeah. Again, so, I said sleep. That's yeah, how that started. Sleep. Yeah, that's how it started. Lots that's how we and got lots here. of sleep. But yeah, it's uh it's been it's been an intense year for me, you know. I lost my dad at the end of the last year. I'm and, sorry. Oh no, I appreciate it. Thank and you. And I've I've and been there. Yeah, I've I sense been that. a caretaker. Yeah, y'all yeah. yeah, actually have very similar situations. <laughs> yeah, knowing I'm you both, like uh, she is yeah. also taking care of her mom. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was it's weird. Talk about sleep. Yeah, there is a special kind of exhaustion. The deficit with care, is with, real yeah. with caretaking. And yep. it, it's frustrating because people are like, oh, baby, you just need a nap. And oh, you no, no, know no, 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 no. that a nap is not going to fix <laughs> it. Because you're going to wake up with a hangover. Have you ever gone to sleep <laughs> yes. and you thought you were going to yeah. get sleep? And you're like, I haven't been drinking. Why do I have? It's, my mother calls it oversleep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's and um, I'm very sorry oh, that no, that, that happened. That. And But yes, it's one of those things where um, <laughs> I, I would... Uh, 
helped taking care of my father, passed away from a stroke the same year I was going through a divorce, almost lost mm-hmm. the house, and then I had a stroke. So yeah, I've, it, and, but the funny thing is, that's the reference for, okay, maybe I should take a break. Yeah, it's because amazing it, how you we have push these ourselves. moments where you go, right, so that's never going to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going hard. through, like, emotionally, yeah. you know, not that you won't lose people in your life, but it's one of those things where, yeah. like you said, being prepared for something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you think you are prepared, especially black women. We mm-hmm. think we can walk off mm-hmm. anything. Well, because we've been made we've been to. Taught. We've right. been made, forced to. But there's a different kind of exhaustion yeah. with caretaking. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it, it, of course, at some point it does end, but many, if it's terminal, but if it's not, if it's a, you know, a yeah. long-term illness, it does not end. And you have to figure out your boundaries are different than other people's. Yeah. And that, I think that is probably my problem. I stayed in that space for so long that I, my norm, my tolerance level is higher than normal people. She's like, why don't you rest? It's like, this is nothing. I haven't spent three days in a hospital straight this week. <laughs> like I'm good. So yeah. 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 And then honoring yourself because grief does not have a schedule. Damn it. No, it does not. Grief is like, hi. So I thought Tuesday two in the morning was going to work for me. How about you? (laughs) (laughs) Are you on the train at one o'clock in the afternoon? Hey, how about now? Yeah. You're like, what? Um, it's just like love. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. They're very interesting bedfellows. Yes, they are. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear that? I'm not talking to Rachel anymore. I'm talking to the dog. <laughs> I'm really glad you clarified that. I know. That was about to get rough. Because that was... I wasn't... Missed it. I, I said that known. was about to get rough. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Good God. Thank you for being the puns are back. The greatest thing you ever created <laughs> besides my mama's gumbo. Yay! Thank Thank you. Um, um, yeah. Caregiving is just so isolating. Yeah. You know, it, it really is. And, and at least I find here in the States, you know, it's the culture. Death is something that most people really run away from and don't want to talk about. And, you know, it's, when you're from an island and we don't put our people in a, in a home and we take care yeah, of them or yeah. whatever, it's, yeah. and it's very, well, why don't you just put them someplace? Like, cause they're not so trash. Bizarre. That's my father. <laughs> <laughs> this is not recycling. <laughs> this is my father. You know what I mean? Like I sometimes you're like, I can't. <laughs> Rachel, this is my, one of my best friends, Karima. Karima, this is, this is Rachel. <laughs> what are you saying to me? I truly <laughs> believe that I might be getting replaced on the show <laughs> next next week Cameron Horn and Rachel Holmes will be starring in the Radical Geeks just gonna be a guest thanks oh some my things goodness. just I don't that. some things just I don't that. they don't translate yeah yeah and, and you, yeah and people disappear on you you know yeah and it's friends like, come from people that you never thought would be there for you show up every day suddenly that's and then people who you're like all right let's go and you look and they're gone yeah 
Or and the you people never that, do. Or the people say, I'm, you know, I'm coming. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to do all the things you need. Listen to me. When I was, when I had a stroke and I, I lost the ability to walk for a while, mm. it was fun. Don't, don't do this. Mm. But, <laughs> but when I, but I was literally stuck without clothes or anything yeah. to change it to because I, I was there in the city. I was in Philly actually for work, but then clearly it was staying much longer. Yeah, yeah. And someone called someone who randomly showed up at the rehabilitation center with a, a box of clothes that fit me. I was mm. like, how? I don't even know this girl's last name. Yeah. Yeah. But like the people that were like, oh, I'm coming and family and things like that. What, and I'm not saying I'm not blasting my family. There was a lot of family that helped me, but it's just one of those I things where you go, you yeah. what? And you're like, oh, okay. That's the universe. Yeah. That's God. That's, you know, yeah, whatever it's you believe personal. in. It's, it's like, personal, yeah. cause that doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know yeah. you and you've basically done the thing for me that I needed yeah. the most. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, but yeah, the, when you put that together and then you have your art is, do you feel like your art has helped you through some of those difficult um, times? Yeah, I would say so. It's interesting. I, I think I, I don't see my art as something, I don't know. I, I guess I don't think about it as much. I don't think about my art as a thing because outside it's part of, of me. You. It's yeah. Part of I you. think if I never acted or did anything out externally artistic again, I'm, I'm, st I'm an artist. Like that's, that's it, you know? Um, so I would say that being able to listen to music that reminds me of a loved one, you know, listening to other people's art, you know, watching other people's art. I enjoy that, you know, and, and I tell myself, you know, I will write about some of this one day, maybe, you know, maybe oh, I won't yeah, share it. To. Maybe I, you know, you need to write about um, some of it though. And just even that thought can get you through sometimes, you know, when people say art imitates life, life imitates art, but you know, it, it's, it's an emotional athleticism, you know, and when you're an empath, when you're highly sensitive as I am, it's, it's, it's an athleticism, you know, and it's, and it's really hard. It's hard to take someone else's story and to take on someone else's problems and push yourself aside or use a pain that you're in to, mm -hmm. to, to understand someone else and then show it to someone and, you know, be that, be very naked about it, you know? So yeah, recovery, it's just, it's athleticism. It's icing down after a, I always think of Michael Phelps when, you know, yeah. at Olympics where they actually, you know, the footage got so cool. They start to show exactly what he does after he swims. Yeah. Like he'd go onto the table and they pack him with ice and you have like, he's so tall. Three people are massaging his body to cool his muscles down. Cause yeah. he has to swim again in, in under an hour and yeah, they're yeah. icing him. I mean, it is a, it's so like race car. Yeah. You know, it's yes. like when they're taking off Changing the tires. tires and, it's yeah. literally like, this is a machine and, and you know, you have to have those things in place, no matter what your discipline is, no matter what your job is, you have to have that moment where you can take off your tires and, you know, take care of yourself and, you know, and that's where friends really come in, you know? I don't, I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like that was like a perfect way to absolutely wrap up this conversation. That was, I am in agreement. <laughs> Are you talking to me or lady right now? But. <laughs> I've been talking to lady the whole time. I don't know who. Oh, great. Cool. Cool. Uh, I agree. I agree with both of you, both lady and Angelique. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head and smiling because I, I, I love these two women too much. So much. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. This was amazing. Aww, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Awesome. Great. And thank you, lady.
So that was therapy. Uh, yes. A little bit of therapy. I mean, I've got a great therapist, and she definitely <laughs> would have attested to that being extremely therapeutic. And also, I didn't realize I had so much in common. I mean, it's it's sad, but death does bring people together. So when you're having conversations about caretaking and things like that. Yeah, and I think there's happens. just uh, parts of life, right? Like, yeah. I think that, you know, I was having this conversation with this great uh, woman from Italy and just kind of talking about this idea of how Americans view getting older yeah. as something bad instead of something gracefully to go into. And I think that also includes this concept of how we talk about transitioning. And even, you know, being from Louisiana, like we talk about jazz funerals, like we think about death just very, very differently um, in certain cultures. And I think uh, that was great for me. I didn't do a lot of talking, but I did a lot of listening. And you were, you were in the, there were puns. You know, life without puns. <laughs> I don't want any of it. <laughs> I don't want any of it. You know what that is? Freedom. <laughs> for you. <laughs> I smell oppression. <laughs> As usual, thank thank you for listening, hanging out. Let us know what you think of this new format. We can have like longer conversations, but shorter podcasts, so you can get to where you're going quicker. So please comment, subscribe, tell your friends. You still got to go up the street and tell Lady Johnson what you know where to find us. Yeah, um, <laughs> because you know she's in charge of the church group, and once you get the church group in and you get to the deaconesses, I mean, you really have knocked us up at least another three listens. Yeah, we can get funding. Because so. you know they all listen together. <laughs> it might be 12 of them, but they all send their own together. It's fine. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. See you next time. <laughs>